In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, My guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, Jesus, what a joy it is to be with you tonight. Um, And just for a little bit of a break from exams. And, you know, if if we're here, we're talking to our Lord. These times of prayers don't need to be a... um, a total separation from everything else going on in our lives. They don't need to be... We go to pray. We don't um, reject kind of what's going on in our life, whether it's school, whether there's other busy things going on, whether it's preparations for Christmas, whether it's anxieties, there's, there's family stresses or family joys or all kinds of other stuff. We don't, we don't have to turn all that off, but we, um, we bring it to our Lord in a special way um, we can present it to him, but also I think it is important that we, we don't just move from thinking about things elsewhere to just thinking about them in our Lord's presence, right? Uh, without including Jesus in the conversation. The difference in prayer is that we go from thinking about it just all on my own, what am I doing, to like, Lord, now I've, I've come to spend some time with you. And if our Lord desires that we don't have to talk about these other things going on in my life at all. Like if you, they're on my heart, but maybe Jesus, you want to talk about something else. I was uh, talking to a friend on the phone just earlier today and uh, I had what I wanted to talk about, which was dumb. Like I just, I had, uh, I had some dumb thing I wanted to share with them. I thought it was funny. I found a new book and I wanted to recommend it to him. And I think that he would have found it very absurd and then he wanted to talk to me about something completely unrelated. And part of friendship is like, I have what I want to talk about. You want to have what you, you, have what you want to talk about. Sometimes those align. Sometimes we know as friends we need to talk about the same things. But sometimes we're on different pages. And Jesus, if that's the case, and we're on a different page from you, and you want to talk to us about something particular, then we need to be open to that. And we need to see that, um, okay, those other things, they're still going to be there. And having had a good conversation with our friend Jesus, we'll be better able to approach them. We'll be able to approach them with, with kind of a new, a new life, a new zeal. Uh, and so it's perfectly okay, Lord, if you, um, if you want to talk to us about other things. And if our mind is still spinning and not in the good way, right, and we just can't um, move on from whether it's, uh, again, exams or school stuff or family stuff or just life stuff. Well, then, Jesus, we, we need to, to go to you in that. Part of the beginning of a time of prayer is maybe to go to you and say, like, all right, like, I'm, Lord, I'm here with you, but I've got, there's a lot going on, right? There's a real lot going on. And I'm distracted. I'm very distracted. And I just can't, can't turn off that that part of my brain. Uh, and when that happens, we can very much identify with the, um, the apostles and the calming of the storm, right? The, in the middle of that storm on the sea, 
On the day when evening had come, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. And so leaving the crowd, they took him with it, just as he was in the boat, and the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking onto the boat. So the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, and he was asleep on the cushion, right? It's been a long day. Jesus is asleep. Now, this is a big storm, right? The boat's like moving all around, and there's rain, and there's wind, and something. Jesus is sound asleep, right? Which is, first of all, really impressive. Like either our Lord was super tired or like it was Jesus because he was God was in total control of all of his faculties, right? What that means is Jesus could be like, all right, going to sleep now, right? He's fully human. So he kind of had that experience of falling to sleep, but he also could turn on the like, I'm going to sleep and I'm staying asleep, right? That's at least a theological theory, which means Jesus like could intentionally be being asleep during this, right? So that the apostles would come to him, right? So that they would, look, he's in the boat. He's the Messiah. The Messiah doesn't die by shipwreck, right? And drowning on a random night, right? That's not what's going to happen with the Messiah. So uh, he's there in the boat. Like they need to, they need to trust him, but, but they go to him. Don't you care that we're perishing? Like teacher, don't you care that we are, we're dying here. We're, we are going to die. Um, assuming that you're all still alive, maybe you haven't been in a situation. Uh, hopefully you haven't been in like a near death situation. If you have, it could, it could be kind of traumatic, but like a situation of like, Hey, we're going to die right now. Like, I don't, I don't know about you now. It could be someone being dramatic, right? Like we're stuck on a ski lift. Things aren't moving. Like turn to the buddy next to you. Hey, we're going to die. Like, we're going to die. Like, okay, you didn't die. Hopefully you're still here. I haven't met your friend, so maybe one of you did die. But, like, no. Um, I remember there was a, a driving in the snow um, oh, back when I was in college. Um, there was a moment where I lost control of my car on the mass turnpike in a snowstorm um, and, and did a little spinny spin. And there was a tractor trailer not far, you know, way from me and I'm like ah, I'm gonna die like this is this is it like I'm I'm going to die now um and I didn't actually the car was totally fine I just bumped the guardrail just a little bit barely could see it um but anyway like there, there's that situation there's that sense okay uh that's a that's a anxiety inducing moment well that's what the apostles are going through right like we're gonna die like don't and don't you care <laughs> like Jesus we are about to die and maybe I mean not in the physical danger sense, but maybe in um, in exam time in this very busy holiday season, there, there's that little bit of that, that tension. Like, there's a lot going on. I hope I survive this. Like, I really hope that I physically survive. I'm uh, making plans. So the worst timing ever, one of my best friends in the whole world from Australia is coming to visit with his family the two days before we leave for Seek, right? The day, uh, December 30th and December 31st. And then we leave for Seek on January 1st. And I, um, I was just talking to him and we're trying to plan like, okay, we got a lot to do. And then looking at the January 1st schedule, um, there's a New Year's Eve party I got to go to. And then bus number one leaves for the airport at 2 a.m. Bus number two leaves for the airport at 6 a.m. While I'm trying to all entertain some Australians. And I'm like... I may not survive to get on the bus. Like that's, I need, I need seven and a half hours of sleep. Right? This, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, I may not survive little things, but okay. All that to say, if that's the attitude 
with which we come to our prayer. There's a lot going on. Well, bring it to Jesus. Jesus, I died. My mind won't stop racing. I've got a lot. Like, I, I can't even take this half-hour break with you. Just bring it. If that's where we are and there's a storm outside the little boat of our chapel here, we bring that to you, Jesus. Right, Jesus, I, I'm really worried. How am I going to get everything done? And we have to let Jesus kind of create the, um, the bubble for our prayer, right? Like, just a little bit of time to be with him, to calm that storm just even for the next 20 minutes. We'll get back to the wind. We'll get back to the waves. There'll be plenty of time to deal with that later tonight. But when we come to pray, when we come to be here with you, Lord, we got to let that stuff just be calm. Jesus awoke and he rebuked the wind and the sea. He said, quiet, be still, calm down, be quiet. And the wind ceased, and there was uh, the detail, like the word is there in Greek. There was a great calm, right? Not just like normal, things just went back to normal. There was a great calm. And when we ask our Lord to quiet whatever's anxieties we have, Jesus, I just want to spend a few minutes talking to you. I love you. I just want to spend that time in conversation with you. Quiet. Quiet. Be still. Our Lord says that to all the other things that go on in our life. Quiet. All right. Chill out. Your mind's racing. All right. Quiet. Don't worry. Like, I promise you, when you go out the door, it's still going to be there. But for now, for this time, I just need to be with Jesus. And there's nothing more important than that than just to be here with Jesus and just to talk to him. And just to be friends with him. That's the most important thing. And so when we come to pray, and we come to, you know, and even if we're not here in the chapel, but, you know, if we're somewhere else, and we just take a few minutes, five, ten minutes, just to be with Jesus. Like, let that, let that bubble go up. And let our Lord make that space of great calm. Or we can just be with him. And be quiet. In the rest. He wants, he wants to have good conversation with us. Sometimes when I'm meeting with someone, I'm talking to them. I had it happen last night. I was catching up with a friend. And my phone and people outside that room where I was catching up with a friend didn't realize that I was just trying to have a good conversation and catch up with someone I hadn't talked to in a little while. And so they decided to keep texting me and maybe calling me. And I could have turned off the notifications, but every time I didn't because I was a little dumb. Um, And so every time something would come up, I would look at my phone and then I would like throw it onto the couch next to where I was sitting. I I actually like, I I just like throw my phone, like just stop, stop lighting up. And then another one comes up like, oh, what was that? Right. Let me, let me take a look at that. Right. Um, Okay, like that, that happens. When we want to spend time with our friend Jesus, other stuff may pop up. And we have to be willing to say, like, all right, no, I'm, I'm not paying attention to that. Uh, I'm making a deliberate effort to be here. So during this busy season of exams and other stuff going on, as we come to pray, it's just important to set that scene. I think tonight, in a special way, we can look at the... Um, 
We just had the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception last week, and we're going to have a lot of Christmas stories coming up and the different things. And so we could just pray a little bit with the Annunciation as the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and appears to her and, and gives her this, this message uh, that she's going to be the mother of God and asks for her, her consent to that. And it's good, like, anytime we hear this, the beginning of this gospel, it can, um, immediately, as soon as we hear it, we should be tuned in, right? Like, some of the important gospel passages, as soon as we hear the first couple words, we can just tune right in and be like, all right, I know, I know where we are. I saw an Instagram reel a day or two ago uh, about Swifties. Um, who can identify uh, a Taylor Swift song from like one note, right? And like, I'm like that. Now, first of all, the person who made the reel didn't say what song it was. It just like they ding and like, see what I mean? Now, I went and I listened to Taylor Swift, right? Um, to, to kind of see. And it's the song that begins with like the one piano key. I don't know, but whatever. Uh and I looked in the comments and like everybody knew what song it was. Like, every, like oh, this is like, yeah, I love it. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. One note. Like the guy, the guy hit one key on a keyboard. And everyone's like, I know exactly what that is. Well, as Catholics, I hope that we're more devoted to scripture and revelation than we are to Taylor Swift. Or than even the most diehard Taylor Swift fan is to Taylor Swift, right? I hope that we like love our Lord more than that. And so as soon as we hear in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. Like, I know right where we are, right? In the sixth, that's the, we're at the Annunciation. Like, we're there, I know this scene. I know it so well. And we could just dive right in. The sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. The angel Gabriel sent from God in the sixth month of what is Elizabeth's pregnancy, sent from God, not to Jerusalem, not to a mighty, sent to Galilee, right? The, the northern part of Israel, to a town. Right? It's, Luke is generous. He's using the word city. Like, not really. It's a town. It's a few houses, a group of houses kind of clumped together with just a few basic life necessities, a well, a carpenter's shop, um, a synagogue, probably not a lot more, um, and to the town of Nazareth. To a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. Okay, now we've got Mary, we've got Joseph, we've got Gabriel. He came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. It, um, in Greek, it's really cool. So the word for, for hail is um, kyre. Right, uh, and the word for full of grace is kikare tomene. Right, it's the same word. Right, so it's like it's like grace to you, 
oh, highly graced one, right? Like it's, it's, it's grace, like hail, like favor, greetings. Um, you know, there's any ways that we say it, but it's, um, it is, it's a greeting that then uh, is the same kind of root as kikare tomene. One who has been fully graced, right? One who's been, uh, has received grace in a perfect way and that endures to this day. Kekare to many. Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. What do we say in the Mass? We say the Lord be with you, right? May the Lord be with you. But what does Gabriel say to Mary? The Lord is with you, right? Because Mary's already in that relationship with God, having been conceived immaculately, being filled with sanctifying grace from the first moment of her existing. The Lord is with you. And we hear that she was greatly troubled at the saying, right? She was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what kind of greeting it might be. So she doesn't say anything right away. An angel appears. Now here's Our Lady. It could be um, in the Western tradition, we have we would believe this happened in at home, right? Mary's at home and she's praying um, and the angel appears to her. In the Eastern tradition, uh, they, they say this took place probably at the well. And so they have the well of the Annunciation, the Eastern tradition we have in the Western tradition, the, the home, whether it's the well or the home, however it goes. But the angel pierced her. Uh, and what does the angel look like? Right? We have like these pictures of angels. They've got wings. They've got light. Like, who knows what the angel looked like? But, but the angel did speak to her, right? And as we pray with this and we enter into it, like, what does Gabriel's voice sound like? Like, what does an angel voice sound like? How do angels speak? They don't have mouths because they don't have bodies. But they are able to manipulate the sound and the, the air and the Sound waves, however you do it, right? They, they manipulate it so that it's there. What's interesting is Gabriel could have manipulated it in such a way that even if there were other people around, only Mary would have heard it, right? It's, it's angels, the way that they can do things. So, you know, imagine like, you know, her parents are just in the other room. And to her, it sounds like, like a full big voice. And they don't hear it, right? This is because it's an intimate conversation just between the two of them. So here's Mary and Gabriel. They're having that, this conversation. And he, he jumped. Now, I love when I pray with this scene. Like, here's Gabriel, right? This is, this is it. Like, if this is the MVP situation. You are announcing the Messiah and you're asking Mary's consent, right? This is ultimately not a matter of I'm telling you how it's going to be. But, like, it, he's asking Mary to agree to this. Um, and so this is, like... You send your pet. This is a, a fourth and long, like one second left on the clock. Like this is it for humanity, right? For, for all of humanity. Like this is the moment. And so we, we get our lady's role in this. Like either she's going to agree to this or she's not. And, but like Gabriel has to be the one to ask her. Um, I had to ask somebody today for a financial donation towards something. And it's just like, oh, I hope I don't mess it up. Like, there's, a, there's, there's real money on the line. That's like nothing. Here's Gabriel who has to ask Mary to be the mother of God and to start all of salvation. And like, whew, and this is a big situation. And so I, um, angel, 
this is a good prayer, right? I don't know how theologically accurate it is. But maybe Gabriel was like very excited. Uh, this, is a, this is a big moment. This is good. Here I am. I've been waiting for this. Now angels don't wait for things, but whatever. And the last one didn't go so well, right? Gabriel was just talked to Zechariah and he's like, Zechariah, your son's going to go before the Messiah and prepare his way. And Zechariah's like, prove it to me, right? So like, huh, my last big ask didn't go so well. So like, now angels don't wait metaphysically, but imagine Gabriel like, okay, this is the big moment. Like it worked, it didn't, it didn't really work with Zechariah, but the message got across and John got conceived. Okay. So, um, and Zechariah is still mute. Uh, whatever. That was ugly, but it happened. Uh, now I got a, I got this big message. I got this big thing and I'm going to go talk to the person who, if she consents, is going to be the mother of God, the queen of all the angels, uh, and the new Eve, like, and if she says no, and I mess this up, all of humanity is doomed to hell forever. So um, it's a big moment. So I, I don't know. When I picture it, I picture either Gabriel being just so excited. Like, this is big news. And she's like, hey, greetings, full of grace, right? The Lord is with you. And it's like, whoa, hold on, dude. You just came out of nowhere. You're an angel, right? You didn't you just, boom, an angel appeared in your room and started shouting, Hail full of grace. Um, I don't know. Uh, or Gabriel's like, again, really nervous. Like, okay, great greetings. Kikari um, Tomene, which again, it's this is dogma now, right? Mary, you're full of grace. Gabriel can tell. Totally full of grace. But maybe Gabriel's either through, just, okay, a little strong. So Mary's troubled, right? This just came up literally out of nowhere because you can't even see the angel maybe, right? So literally out of nowhere, comes this moment, this, which is not just life-changing for Mary as much as it is personally for her, but for all of humanity, comes out of nowhere. We're not told it's like a special day. Now, again, Our Lady had this deep relationship of love with God, and so maybe she knew like something big may happen, like she knows the intimacy of love, but maybe not. Maybe it's just like a normal day, a totally normal day, no indication of anything special, and boom, Gabriel the archangel is announcing that salvation is coming and you're going to be the mother of God, right? Whoa, okay. So she tries to discern what kind of greeting this might be. Full of grace, what's that? I've never heard of that before, right? What does that mean? Um, the Lord is with you. Um, that goes back to like the book of Judges. Like this is Gideon getting ready for a battle. The Lord is with you. And there it was said kind of sarcastically, hail, almighty warrior, right? The Lord is with you as Gideon is hiding from the enemies. Uh, so there's a little bit of sarcasm in it back then, but here, not at all. She's great trouble trying to discern what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Okay, our first, you know, we got four downs. First one, maybe flubbed it a little, so... Uh, look, Mary, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You found favor with God. You found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. 
and of his kingdom there will be no end. Oh, that is, that's a lot more information, right? This isn't just like coming out of the blue now. There's a, Gabriel's explaining what's going on. And Mary asks a question, right? Okay, this is a big, this is a big moment. It's a big thing. And so Our Lady asks, how is this, how, how will this be? How, how can this, be, how will this be? Different than Zachariah's question, which was like, prove it to me. How will I know this? Do it on my terms. Mary asks, how will this be? Since, again, literally in the Greek, I know not man. Not just I'm a virgin, not just I'm not married, because uh, she actually, even though she was betrothed to Joseph, she's considered married to him. It's betrothals that kind of year before the official um, matrimony, but she would still consider she has, Joseph is her husband, right? Um, so it's not I have no husband. How is this going to be since I know not man? Which has the the implication not just I'm not currently in a relationship with them because look if she was she's betrothed to Joseph so sometime in the next year they're gonna start living together and then the presumption would be that she would have have a child right and so if the if they were living a kind of regular relationship but here from this this passage we'd get that Mary had maybe committed her life to one of, of chaste celibacy and, you know, committing uh, herself entirely in virginal integrity um, to God. Because otherwise she wouldn't have to ask, like, hey, you're going to get married in about six months? And so you're going to conceive and bear a son? She doesn't have to ask, like, well, how's that going to happen? Like, no, you're getting married. Like, that's, and you will conceive and bear a son. But so she asks, like, how, how, how will this be? How, how's this going to happen? Meaning that, like, look, you're, if you're from God, you know that God and I have this arrangement that I'm not going to have any kind of sexual relationship uh, with any man. And Joseph would know that, he'd have to know that before they get engaged, before they the betrothal. And so how's, how's this going to happen? Um, how's it going to be? Tell me, right? Um, not in a, in a negative way, but like, like what you're telling me is pretty big. So how's it going to happen, though? Because God and I have this, this promise I've made, this vow that I've made. Um, to be forever, you know, a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So now, so first we had like the Son of David, right? The, the Messiah. He's going to save us. But now the child to be born will be called the Son of God. No, this isn't a, a naturally conceived human child. Uh, this, is, this is something special. God is the, is the father Right, all of the humanity comes from Mary. Uh, the child will be conceived, um, and and God is the agent there. And behold, you know, as proof, Elizabeth, uh, your relative, your cousin, in her old age has also conceived a son. In the six, this is six month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Now's the moment. There's a beautiful um, meditation that. We get in the Office of Readings, which is the Liturgy of the Hours, the prayer that priests, religious, and even lay, lay faithful pray. Um, there's a beautiful reflection of like, I think it's from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, uh, praying with this passage of just like, and in that, now in this moment, when Gabriel's explained it and Mary's asked her question, and now all the cards are on the table, everyone's waiting. And all Gabriel's waiting for his answer. All the angels, like imagine like, all the angels are like watching, like what's, what's going to happen? 
and all the souls of the just waiting, Adam and Eve, like who messed this whole thing up in the first place, are like, what? Like, okay. Abraham was watching. Moses is watching. King David is watching, right? All the Old Testament figures are watching. All the prophets who prophesied these things are watching. Everyone's watching and waiting. Mary, what are you going to say? Like, how, how's it going to, this is the moment. And Mary responds, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Right? As you said it, Gabriel, amen. I'm in fiat, right? In the, in the Latin, fiat. Ecce, ancilla domini. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Fiat mihi, secundum verbum tuum. Let it be done to me. Right? I'm in 100%. I, I'm accepting my role. I'm not just accepting, I'm embracing it. And that beautiful prayer of fiat, right? Let it be. A, I'm in. Hun, amen. Fiat. Whenever we're experiencing something, like I got to do something, maybe I'm a little grumpy about it or maybe we're a little nervous about it, like fiat. Which isn't just a resign, like fine, whatever. Like, no, fiat. Like, I'm in. This is it. Like, this is running out onto the field, ready to go. Fiat. I'm in. Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Fiat. Let it be to me according to your word. And imagine the celebration. Right? Everyone who's watched is like, yes, we've started. We're ready to go. This, this kicks off the whole thing. And so just again, in this, in this time of prayer and Jesus talking to you, we can just rest in this and turn to Our Lady more and let her teach us as we walk along the Christmas season, right? As all the implications of this conversation then play out, um, we should ask Mary to give us that same courage. And if out of the blue, we're confronted with the will of God in some way, um, we want that grace too, to make a good fiat, right? Mary, help us for that. Teach us how to make our own fiat. Let it be so that we too um, can work for the glory of God. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help and put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.